I want to hear what you have to say. The whole thing is now people in, in Kate Brown's own party are starting to um, ask why. Is expressing our opinion and speaking freely is essential to bringing about change in our society. And the control that the government and people want to have over me, the more they grab and grasp at it, the less they can take it. Good morning or good evening. I'm Rick Dancer. Thanks for being here on a super special edition of Get Real with Rick Dancer and his friends. And we have lots of friends and people on tonight. Um, we want to thank our sponsors for the show. Scott Littlejohn Insurance. He'll be here in just a few minutes to talk to you about Medicaid. What you need to know is time to sign up. It's that time of year. And uh, there's a lot of things he can do for you. And you don't have to do all the work. <laughs> I like that. I wish they do that with my regular other insurance. Just I just have somebody else do everything. So Scott's one of our sponsors tonight. Also Buck Sanitary Service. Um, we love Bucks. They, they believe that the buck stops here, that the conversation stops with us and that we the people are the ones that should be running the show. And uh, I realize if you have to go to the bathroom and there's no bucks around, Go ahead and use what's there. But if you're having a party or something else, then you can always contact Buck Sanitary Service. And our other sponsor is Chris Dental Family Dentistry, Dr. Michael Bratlin. Uh, he sponsors our news segment every night because he feels like you need to be informed and what you're getting on TV may not be um, all that free. Uh, he's a guy who has a dentist office here in town. He's a dentist and he believes whether you're vaxxed or unvaxxed, you should have your health care taken care of. So you can go to him, vaxxed or unvaxxed, he thinks medical freedom is important for all. So our topics tonight, we have a lot going on. We're going to talk with Bill London in just a minute to fill us in on the day's news. Um, we're talking with uh, an Oregon senator who's uh, going to the U.S. attorney and asking for an investigation on the COVID numbers. We're going to talk about that. As I said, Scott's going to talk a little bit about Medicare. Kim is going to be here, Kim Stark, to talk about uh, weekend events and then a very brave woman. Uh, is going to be here to talk about a, a terrible accident that happened to her husband, and um, they're looking for a GoFundMe account, and we're going to help them tonight. Um, so that's what we're going to do. But I'm going to start off with something um, that I am pretty darned excited about. Um, Betsy Johnson, a Democrat senator from Oregon, just announced minutes ago that she is going to run for governor as with no party. She's going to give up her Democrat title. She's going to run for governor as a nonpartisan. I don't think that's ever been done in Oregon before, but I want to read some statements from her um, on her announcement. She says, with the election of governor fast approaching, Oregonians are eager for a fresh start in new leadership. But having to choose between another left-wing liberal promising more of the same or a right-wing Trump apologist is no choice at all. Oregonians deserve better than the excesses and nonsense of the extreme left and the radical right. Oregonians are ready to move to the middle where sensible solutions are found. That's why I have decided, this is Betsy Johnson, to run for governor as an independent leader unaffiliated with any party and loyal only to the people of Oregon. I will be a nonsense, no nonsense leader with the backbone and life experience to tame the partisan excess and with the humility to know that delivering results matters more than who gets the credit. As governor, I will force the two parties to work together to put Oregon ahead of the narrow partisan politics. Our campaign will be like no other in Oregon history because the stakes for Oregon's future have never been higher. Freed from the direction distraction of a primary election, I will formally launch my general election campaign after the first of the year. Until then, I will be listening to Oregonians raising money, and she's going to need to raise a ton of money. And next summer, she will make her nomination. She'll get her nomination, she's hoping. Uh, it's going to take a lot of people's signatures to make this happen. Taking on an, um, the entrenched two parties will be difficult and expensive. Oregon's state motto is, she flies with her own wings. And Betsy Johnson definitely flies with her own wings. The decision to run as an independent of no party by law requires me to give up my Democratic Party registration in the spring. Rest assured, my bedrock values will not change. I was raised in a moderate Republican family and became a Democrat because the Republican Party had moved too far to the right. For 20 years, I've been an independent-minded, pro-choice, pro-jobs Democrat, proudly serving the people of the Northwest Oregon. This is who I am. Um, so, uh, 
it's exciting to me because I just had her on the show a few months ago and I was saying after the show, you know what, Betsy, you really should run. And she's, Oh, Rick, I just, I know I just can't. And, and it's cause it's a big position. It's a big job and it's a big undertaking to do this in a way that no one's ever done it before. But Betsy works great with people on both sides of the aisle. Um, in fact, a little tidbit, I think, and I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. I think in the redistricting recently that the Democrats um, made her uh, district so screwed up that she probably could not win that district now because they don't like her because Betsy, uh, she doesn't stick with one party. She goes whatever direction she feels is right for Oregonians. So, um, yeah, that's the game of politics, but I'm excited to have her along. So anyway, that's, let's get into Bill London and find out what he's got for us tonight. So here's Bill London with today's news. Good evening from the 1120 AM and 93.7 FM KPNW News Center. I'm Bill London and tonight's news brought to you by Dr. Michael Bratland of Chris Dental. So school districts in communities that were ravaged by last year's fires in Oregon are finding themselves in a pretty tough spot financially. Now, legislation that would have protected school funding actually didn't pass. In Oregon, every student in a school district brings a certain amount of money with them to that particular district. And when fires tore through the state in September of 2020, it forced people out of their homes and in some cases, right out of their school districts. So Todd Miller, for instance, is the superintendent of the Sandy Yam Canyon School District, and they were absolutely devastated by the Labor Day weekend fires. He said that due to the fire, his district lost 72 students. That's about 12% of the student body there. And Lane Tompkins, the McKenzie School District Superintendent, says that before the fire, they had about 225 students. Now that was, of course, in the footprint of the Holiday Farm Fire. Right now, they're at 170. And that loss of students has inflicted a pretty substantial loss on their upcoming operating budget. Now here's why. House Bill 2630 dropped during the last legislative session, and it was called the Enrollment Stability Bill. And it was pretty important to these small districts that were absolutely devastated by the fires. And it would have allowed school districts and communities dealing with the fallouts of 2020's fires to use the enrollment numbers from the previous year to get school funding. But despite bipartisan support and reassurance that this was a slam dunk, it was going to pass, the superintendent said, well, that didn't happen. It actually died in committee. But even worse, the districts were told by legislative leaders that they were just supposed to continue spending money like they normally would, as if the money they didn't have was actually there. And then the bill didn't pass. In the McKenzie School District, Tompkins says they're looking at a $300,000 deficit. And he's hoping that lawmakers will pull through in the short session that's coming up next year, bring the bill back and actually pass it. But of course, after being misled once, there's no guarantee. Tompkins says that 80 cents of every dollar goes to staffing. And if the bill doesn't pass, well, the districts are gonna have to cut teachers and employees because of a lack of funding. And he says trying to hire those teachers back after firing a bunch of them is gonna be nigh on impossible. Inflation at the wholesale level rose 8.6% in September compared to a year ago, it was announced today, and that is the largest advance since the 12-month change was first calculated in 2010. The jump of inflation this year is reflected in what everybody is seeing higher prices for food, higher prices for energy, higher prices for gas, and a number of other items, everything from furniture to autos, because the COVID-19 pandemic has completely destroyed supply chains. And of course, you have the employment situation where nobody can find people to load stuff onto trucks or even drive the things. And the demand has completely outstripped the supply. Well, as the deadline for healthcare workers to get vaccinated draws near, hospitals in Oregon are bracing for the consequences. And that deadline is coming up this Monday. And in Douglas County, Mercy Medical Center is waiting to see just how much they're going to be hit by it. 
Now, Dr. Jason Gray is the chief medical officer at Mercy Medical Center in Roseburg, and he says right now about 70% of their employees that they know of are completely vaccinated. And fully vaccinated means two weeks after your second dose. Gray says some of Mercy's staff won't meet the definition of fully vaccinated come the 18th. And he says, so they've gone to the governor and they've asked for a short, time-limited deferral so those people can continue to work while they're in the process of being vaccinated. Otherwise, they're potentially going to lose those people for up to six weeks after the 18th. Gray says that in actuality, they could completely lose anywhere between 4 to 13 percent of their staff because of the vaccine mandates. And he says at this point, they've already received a couple of hundred religious and medical exemptions that have been filed. So down in Southern Oregon, Southern Oregon's Jackson County says it is so overwhelmed by an increase in the number and size of illegal marijuana farms that it's actually declared a state of emergency appealing to the governor and the legislature to help. The Jackson County Board of Commissioners said law enforcement officers and county and state regulators and code enforcers are absolutely overwhelmed and they warned, warned of a quote, imminent threat to the public health and safety of citizens from a legal production of cannabis in their county. Now, illegal marijuana grows have been persistent throughout the West, even in states like Oregon, where the stuff is legal. But the real problem comes from the droughts in the West, because illegal growers are stealing millions of gallons of water, and they're depriving legal users, including farmers and homeowners and ranchers, of that increasingly precious resource. Down in Josephine County, they've also been hurt by illegal grows that have completely drained creeks and have siphoned off groundwater. Josephine County Sheriff Dave Daniel believes there are hundreds of illegal operations in that county alone. One of them had over 72,000 marijuana plants and it was drawing water illegally out of the very low Illinois River. They raided it after a dying person who worked there was dropped off in a nearby small town. The illegal marijuana farms are also posing as legal hemp farms. Now that is according to the Oregon Health Authority and the Oregon Liquor and Cannabis Commission. Now the OLCC recently reported that nearly 50% of registered hemp farms inspected in the state are actually growing illegal pot. The difference between hemp and marijuana has to do with the THC content. They say that about 25% of registered hemp farms even refused entry to the inspectors. And reacting to the commissioner's letter, Brown's spokeshack Chris Boyle said, well, the governor takes these concerns seriously. Thanks for the help. And finally, an Oregon town in Grant County, actually the bucolic John Day, has a population of about 2,000 people. And at the end of this month, they will no longer have a police department. That's because the John Day City Council voted unanimously on a resolution to essentially shutter the police department because a five-year levy failed to pass in August. So according to the city council, the town's 2021-2022 fiscal year budget was approved late in June. And they included funding for the police department operations because they figured, hey, this is a slam dunk. The levy is going to pass. Then it didn't. So currently, the department says that they're just going to have to shutter it all down. And what are they going to do with those police officers that are no longer going to be enforcing the law? They're going to move them to public works. Yeah, where before they were arresting scoff laws, now they're going to be fixing water mains? Anyway, after the 31st, any calls for law enforcement are going to go in directly to the Grant County Sheriff's Office. That's a look at the news, and now it is time for Rick. And you know what he's going to do? He's going to get real, really real, really, really real. He's real. <laughs> Thanks, Bill. We do appreciate you doing our news for us and giving us a little kind of rundown of what's going on and uh, what's happening here. Um, Bill's a great guy. He's the only journalist in, in Western Oregon that still asks real questions. 
I'll tell you that. So, um, but there's some a couple of Oregon senators who are asking some real questions and that would like the attorney general to get involved. And so I'm going to invite one of those senators. Uh, people are going, is that Kim Thatcher? No, that's not Kim Thatcher. Let <laughs> us go ahead and introduce yourself and tell folks what it is that you're looking for from the U.S. attorney. You bet. Uh, my name is Dennis Linthicum. I'm a, the senator for District 28, which is all or five of the counties in the southern part of Oregon, central southern. It's part of Jackson County, Klamath County, Lake County, uh, uh, a sliver of Deschutes, just a small, the jackrabbits on the east side of Deschutes and all of Crook County. So those five counties are represented by District 28. Kim Thatcher, Senator Thatcher and I teamed up to, um, to file a grand jury petition with the U.S. attorney in the Medford office. It's the Oregon district. There's an office in Medford. And we asked them to review and uh, investigate the significant and fraudulently inflated case counts uh, hospital uh, numbers and fatality numbers that are keeping the public scared out of their wits. Um, and it, we really feel like it's been um, one of those uh, events that is coming from the top down where everybody's following the rules and nobody's asking questions. And so we think it deserves investigation. Clearly it's the numbers are being uh, manipulated and there's trolling going on. And we think if there's malfeasance of a grand scale, we want it investigated. So to do that, you had to go do a petition, right? You had to go get signatures. How many signatures did you gather? We have uh, right now we have about 62,000 across the nation and we have um, I think it's it's 16,000 in the state of Oregon and um, we could anybody can actually use the grand jury to um, request an investigation. The attorney and the grand jury then can determine, quote unquote, if it's worth investigating. And if it is worth investigating, they can pull the uh, attorney, they can pull the jury together, have the jurors review the data and uh, determine if there's criminal action that should be pursued. Um, so that's where we're at right now. We've submitted it. We've got a ton of paperwork. Um, we can, you, you probably have uh, our paperwork. It's um, a lengthy document. We depended on peer reviewed uh, information about data collection for COVID-19, along with comorbidity statistics and federal law and the way the coroner's handbook and death registration requirements for COVID-19 have changed for the first time since 2003 these details for registering deaths with a disease instead of by, of, or um, as, a, um, as, a, uh, as a subset of what the individual may have been sick with, uh, they're changing it uh, in a, an egregious format to simply say, boom, you died of COVID. It was an auto accident. It was a motorcycle accident. Boom, it was COVID. So that's, so that's what you want to just find out if that's true or not. There's, that's the, there's, there's all kinds of stories out. You want the U.S. Attorney General, to their office, to go in and find out if that's true or not. Well, yeah, one, one, we know it's true. Your newscast has reported on these things. What we wonder about is, is this willful misconduct? Is this somebody doing this purposefully to stack the deck, gen the numbers and get emergency? Remember, without the, um, without the emergency clause in Governor Brown's mandate, there is no authority for an emergency use authorization for the vaccines that are there. The vaccines are in place simply because Governor Brown and President Biden are relying on these ginned up numbers. We're, we're arguing that if these numbers weren't ginned up in the way they are, the numbers wouldn't quote, demand an emergency. And if there's no demand for emergency, then these mandates uh, lose all of their power. All right. So, Dennis, can I ask you one other question? Sure. What did you, what do you think of Betsy Johnson's uh, announcement today? 
Oh, well, yeah, uh, the, the, uh, the language that she used to tame the partisan excess and to avoid the distractions of running in the primary, uh, those, those, are, those are good things to shoot for. I mean, Lord knows we've got excess on both sides of the aisle. Both sides of the aisle are willing to spend future generations' dollars. We've got trillions and trillions in federal debt. Nobody seems willing to say, wait, time, we don't really need to study the sex life of the frog in the eastern Amazon. We could just let it go and uh, fix problems here at home. But as long as there's a, a ladle in the soup bowl, we're going to spoon it out as long as we can. That's the excess of both sides of the party. You see it at the federal level. You see it at the state level. Uh, Governor Brown got 4.8 billion dollars for the state of Oregon where that's four thousand eight hundred million dollars or yeah four thousand eight hundred millions of dollars that's a ton of money where is all that excess money going how many pockets are getting lined I think um, Betsy's uh, she's got a tough road to hoe but I, I praise her for getting out there and giving it a whirl all right Senator, thank you so much for joining us and uh, keep us up to date on what's going on so people know, okay? You bet, you bet, thank you. All right, thank you. All right, um, so now we're gonna switch directions a little bit. Scott, Little John, there he is. Hey. <laughs> up really fast. That was quick, I, good thing I was here, huh? He's joined the Bearded Dude Club and I'm like- I just wanna be, I'm doing my inner Rick Dancer, it's coming out, I gotta get, I even comb my hair today and stuff, it's it's kind of out of the norm, but here I am, so. So you're gonna be happy, right now, Scott's gonna come back in just a little bit and answer your questions, because a lot of people have questions that right now, you it's you, you have to sign up uh, to get your, to get benefits under Medicare. Yeah, it, it kicks off tomorrow. Uh, the annual election period for folks 65 and older kick off tomorrow on the 15th. And regular health insurance through the marketplace kicks off on November 1st. So uh, it's definitely coming up quick. 2021 is almost over, shockingly, but that was that was fast, right? And, and your service is free, and he'll do the paperwork for you, and the insurance companies pay him. So it, he, he gets paid to do the work, but, but people don't have to pay it. Which is awesome. it's uh yeah it's it's free it's no charge to use my service um I basically have, I've been doing it for gosh almost a decade now on this health side and I do home and auto stuff for the last fifteen so it's been uh, it's usually a pretty win win situation save you some money um and it doesn't cost you anything to do it and I can still make a living and feed my four kids so <laughs> <laughs> well we're, we're glad we're helping you with that okay Scott I'm gonna pull you out and um, we'll bring you back in a little bit to answer people's questions that way they can get ready for it. Um, so I also have heard from some people on here in the comment section, uh, that Facebook is throttling me a little bit. And so what we need you to do is throttle back. And so how you can do that is by sharing this immediately on your page right now, and it'll go on your page and then all your viewers will also see it. And that's a way we can kind of fight against the throttle. Sometimes they don't like, um, what we have to talk about and, um, our next story is something that I don't like to have to talk about. Um, a wonderful man in our community um, died in a car accident on uh, Monday night. And um, Nathan was a, I got to interview him. I'm, I'm blessed to have got to meet him. Uh, I got to interview he and his wife um, last December when he came up with this wonderful idea to help people um, who you know, because of COVID, a lot of people didn't want to go get Christmas trees. So he was delivering them like all over the state. And he was so excited. And I walked away and I thought I could be friends with that dude. I mean, he was a really nice, charming man. And um, and he was killed in a car accident. And so his very brave wife, uh, Tori, joins us. Tori, we are so, so sorry uh, for your loss. And um, and your note to me, your little email to me about the video uh, made me cry. Um, that was really sweet of you to think of that. How are you doing, hon? Um, I'm hanging in there. You have you I'm have five hard. you have five children, don't you? Yeah. Sorry, the camera might be a little shaky. I'm holding it. Um, okay, that's okay, hon. Yeah, we have five. Um, they're nine, eight, six, five, and two years old. Do you, 
did they do they understand did they understand um my older girl my girls do um they're having a hard time yeah um my uh, two-year-old is a little boy and he doesn't he just thinks dad's gone and is coming back so he's been kissing his picture at night and yeah. saying goodnight to him but it's so rough when, huh but it's it's been rough i bet because how old are you um i'm 27. I'll and he was 20, 20 and he was 29 right yeah yeah so you guys really need help from the community i mean right yeah i hate even thinking about that right now um but he left a really big hole in our family and um we work together on everything so our whole life is going to change um, yeah. because of it. Yeah. Yeah. You never, you, you can't prepare for something like that. Can you? No, not, not really. Corey, you're, you're so brave to come on here and talk to people. I think that's really, um, you know, I didn't know if I could do it. <laughs> you what? Uh, I, I wasn't sure if I could do it. Um, but I've seen some stuff about the accident on Facebook and they don't give a lot of information. And I, I really felt like somebody needed to say something good about Nathan. Um, what, what do you want? Do you want to clear something up? I, I'm yeah. more than happy to let you clear something up, sweetie. Well, I mean, they just didn't really give a lot of information about it. And so the, the news said um, that he went over the center line and um, he had bought a car that day that he really wanted and the car didn't have power steering and we think a, a tire blew out and he couldn't correct back into the lane fast enough. Um, but he was a really good driver. So it's been so hard to see some things said about it. Is that, yeah, I, I haven't seen anything, sweetie, but so I don't know but so, yeah, so people need to, to think before they write something down, because there are people like yourself and your family that are reading this. Yeah. So and what trying not to. <laughs> yeah. OK, so so let's do this. So what what is the like, what is the coolest thing about Nathan? Uh, um, I don't think I can ever pinpoint one thing. Um, but he was the calmest person I've ever met. Um, he never got mad, ever. So he's just very sweet and Oh, hold on, though. Hold on, you gotta, um, you sent me some pictures. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, I did. Look at that. Five, you have one boy and four girls? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a party. It really look, is. Oh, look at that. He's got a heck of a beard. <laughs> and I love this picture. Is this with your boy? Is this with? Yeah. That's with his son. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Nathan, you're going to be missed. What are you, what are you, can I ask? I don't know if I should ask this, but I feel like I just want to, if it's okay. And if you can't answer, you don't tell me. Okay, sweet pea. Um, what do you, what do you miss the most? Um, he would, uh, he hugged me like every few minutes. He did that when we interviewed you, when you came out, when, after I interviewed him and you came out and you guys had, I thought, call help. They got five kids. They're still like pretty rocking here. You know, they're pretty <laughs> this nice relationship here. Yeah, he was very unique, yeah. very um, affectionate. So I, I miss that a lot. It doesn't feel like it's been a few days. It feels like it's been a lot longer. Is that is that is that is that so weird that in just one thing like that, it can just, I mean, how much that changes your world and your perspective on things? Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you think that you're stronger than you thought you were? 
I don't know. You don't know yet? No. I bet you will be. I bet you will be. I'm, I'm still trying to accept it and, um, and figure it out. And um, I was hoping I would get to see him say goodbye. Um, and that wasn't a possibility for me. So it's been hard to, I don't know, to accept that that's happened and, and that he's not just coming home anytime, you know? Yeah, but maybe he knows, you think? <sighs> I bet he knows. <sighs> yeah. And you know he's going to show up in every one of those five kids. Oh, yeah, gonna, he did. Yeah, <laughs> you know? <laughs> You'll see little bits and pieces of him in every one of those five kids. And so he's, I mean, and I'm not, I'm not belittling what happened at all, but he's, he's gone, but he's still, he can, I think we continue in the, in our, in our offspring, you know what I mean? And so you'll find little bits and pieces and I hope you find some peace in all this, sweetheart. Thank you. Is there anything else you want to say or clear up? No, I just, okay. I just wanted people to know there was a person behind the accident a really cool person and you guys have a gofundme there somebody just put it up there um there's a gofundme in the comment section people and you know obviously tori um with five children small children they uh, obviously you could use some assistance and some help at this point, right, hon? Yeah. Okay. I, so, I have a good family. That's you have a wonderful family and a lot of friends who've been emailing me um, like crazy because um, people are very concerned about you. And so I don't know what people are saying, but it doesn't matter because there's a lot of people out there who love you and, and love Nathan and care about him. So yeah, they could use your prayers, people. Um, I'm going to put this GoFundMe up here. That's the GoFundMe account. It'll be on there. Um, this is what people are saying to you right now. Um, you know, and people are very sorry for your loss. And I'm really, really sorry because I really did. He was a wonderful guy. And then you guys, I have to tell you because I thought it was the sweetest thing. So she sent this note to me and it said, this is, he always shot the video, right? So you don't have any video of him talking. I have a few small clips, like a few seconds long. But you found the interview we did and you are playing that for your kids and they're all getting some peace out of hearing their dad's voice. Yeah. Well, sweetheart, I just have to tell you that touched a place in my soul that you can't, you can never imagine in a million years. Um, I'm so glad I can be part of your healing and part of that process to, to do something. Thank you. Okay. All right, hon. You take care of yourself, okay? And thank, thank you, you for being brave and doing that, okay? Mm -hmm. All right. All right. See you soon. Bye bye. Okay. Huh. Well, I knew that was going to be hard. Hmm. And we're going to switch gears. Um, People are asking if there's another way to donate. Um, you know what? You can find them in Harrisburg. Um, yeah, because GoFundMe takes a chunk of it. In fact, Victoria, uh, Tori, if you guys are watching, if you have other ways you could put on there besides GoFundMe, I think a lot of people would give you money just straight out, give it to you because GoFundMe is going to take a portion of that. And um, so if you would put that on there or connect that or a way for them to get a hold of you, don't put your own phone number on, but maybe someone in your group could put a phone number on there so people can get involved in that. Okay. That might be super, super helpful. Okay. Wow. Brave woman, huh? And she did that. Why? Not for the GoFundMe thing. That's what I was thinking. She did it because she wanted people to know who her husband was and to clear up the bullshit that some of you trolls out there get on and put your shit on there and you hurt people like that. So there, take that. Think about that next time you do that. There's human beings behind that. Oh man.
Kimmy, I need you to help me out. Wow. So, was that brave or what? Oh my gosh, I can't believe how brave she is. Um, that was really tough. Um, wow. Five kids, I just, you know, your mind goes to what she's going to do now. But you know what's kind of interesting is I think you see how brave she is like that. And and you you kind of wonder that to me, I always you and I did this with news stories. You know, you'd see people in a few years, and this isn't to belittle anything, and because I, I can't even imagine being in that situation, but seeing people on the other side of that and the strength that they get from you you find it. You just have to find your who you really are. And um, but right yeah. now they just need us to be praying for them and loving on them and doing anything else we can. Please, please, please right. Go to the GoFundMe and help. They're going to need a lot of help. So um, I'm glad that I'm glad that she did that just so we could hear her story and, and talk about it. I mean, those pictures were great. Yeah. Handsome guy. Oh, well, you know what I want to do? I kind of want to bring this guy on too, Scott Littlejohn. And you guys, we're going to switch gears. Scott's going to be answering Medicare. I, I don't know if you saw Scott, but people are already asking questions. Oh, yeah. I just, Earlier. I got to send my condolences to Lori. I'm so I'm so, so sorry. I, yeah, I just, uh, that's just such a tough story. And I, I can, I just feel her pain. I, I lost my mom in a car wreck in 2014, in 2007. You know, it's been just over 14 years. And I can, it's just, there's no describing a loss like that. I, I just, her family and what they're going to go through. I mean, if you can help them, please help them. Uh, and just a huge fuck you to any troll who's out there ragging on that family. I wouldn't normally speak that way, but anybody who would take a platform and try and make a statement like that, uh, it's just absolutely, that's the wrong, wrong way to ever go. And just uh, just my sincere condolences to them. Um, Nathan seemed like a wonderful man, and it seems like God always takes the best ones uh, when they're at their best. Um, but it's not goodbye, you know, it's see you later. And, um, you know, I just, He's a super creative guy. I, I yeah. found him really, really interesting when I went out there because I thought I kind of one of those stories you do. And then you, I'm still hanging around afterwards going, yeah, I kind of don't want to leave. I just want to talk to this guy and his wife, you know, and yeah. I, so, they just seem like a, a great family. I just really uh, I pray for them and um, hope we can support them um, as a community. So, so Scott's going to answer Medicare questions. In a minute. Yeah, we'll try and switch gears from that a little bit. But Kim, yeah, I know it's kind of a hard transition, but I think I wanted to get her up top there because I didn't want to end with something like that. So I, I, um, Kim is doing our what's happening this weekend. But with, I forgot this little mere fact yeah. that Scott and Kim know each other because they were competitors in TV. <laughs> oh, total competitors. Oh, yeah. We were naked, you know, going at it down in Roseburg. Roseburg, Oregon. Yeah, so, we were cutting our teeth in the in the old news industry back down there. And Kim was, uh, they had all the great equipment and we just had this like just janky yeah, stuff. She was a really cute girl too. You know, <laughs> she was, it was great to get to know her and to see the similarities that have happened in our lives. You know, we both, yeah, have, we both twins. have twins now. I mean, uh, and is, that, is that a Roseburg thing or something? Oh, I mean, it must be. It's the water, I guess. I don't know, but whatever it is, uh, it's just a huge blessing. And it's, uh, you know, so we've been in each other's lives for a long time. It's great to see you working with Rick and doing this program. And I'm just really excited for you guys and what you're taking on. I think it's just wonderful. Well, Kim, so tell us what's yeah. going on this weekend. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, so um, we don't have a whole bunch to talk about this weekend. Um, people need to get their ideas to me. There is stuff going on. We've got some Halloween-themed stuff, and it's supposed to be nice and dry Saturday, so get out there. There's um, going to be – so the Northern Lights Christmas Tree Farm, they have this haunted uh, maze. They have been rehearsing for this. If you follow their Facebook page, these people are, are – I can see you doing this, Rick. They're practicing. They're they're jumping out, and they're scaring people. It's I'm, oh. I'm too scared scared to go um but i think it'd be great for anybody i, I use my kids as they'd be scared. Scared. wouldn't that be fun scott i mean oh, to yeah to be the like, right my mine did the pumpkin patch yesterday with school uh <laughs> and they were just on cloud nine and, and northern lights is so much great. fun it's such it's a great, great spot they, out there they do a great job there so as someone who's from pleasant hill you know i yeah. got to give it up to those guys so i know i know it's great well they're so they're all over we've got um i wanted to give props to down south they have at wildlife safari safari booze and brews that's gonna be nice. 21 and over how fun would that be with the little costume contest and then in drain oktoberfest on the 16th 
and then the Newport Brew Fest. So we're going coast, we're going down south. Let's get everybody. That's already um, here. <laughs> going all around. Uh, and then uh, this is coming up in November, but I want to give a plug to the Caring Hands Worldwide. They'll be providing free dental care to um, Lane County residents who don't have dental insurance. And that's going to be November 13th and 14th to give you guys a head, heads up. And then to end on a pumpkin carving, if you don't have the ability to get out to a pumpkin farm, uh, Rosa Real Estate is holding a, a carving contest. Now, if you just want to stay home and decorate a pumpkin and yeah let's cover up scott pumpkin yeah. contest creation <laughs> submit a photo creation of facebook or instagram tag tag them um and you can use the hashtag rosers pumpkin party there's going to be the spookiest and then the most creative and i know some of you are creative out there with your pumpkin carving so you could just do a photo do it that way um create at home if you don't want to go anywhere so those are some options for you guys. Um, get your ideas out to us. It does not have to be, um, it does not have to be Halloween related. We can do no. all sorts of things. So get, yeah, anything that you want to so get. So if out you guys to. have things happening and going on, get them to me or to Kim Stark. Um, and if you get them to me, I just pass them on to Kim and we're just going to announce them for you. If it's a nonprofit and you have an event or a fundraiser, let right. us know. Cause I think a lot of people don't know. And then Kim, can you go in and just write those in the comment section? Yes. For different dates. So people will kind of see that on there. That'd okay. be really Okay. Smart. We'll get those on there. All right, Kim, thanks. Thanks, you guys. Nice to see you, Scott. Oh, you definitely. Take, it's my pleasure. You go take care of your twins, and Scott yeah. has to wait. His twins have to wait a little bit. He's okay. doing it. And he has four kids. He's 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 one up on me. So. I, my wife's awesome. She's Yeah, she holds down the fort quite well. Uh, he's got so. it covered. Props Bye, there. Guys. Thanks, Kimmy. See you, Kim. All right, there you go, man. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's talk. Did I say – I think I said it wrong one time. Is it is Medicare – it's Medicare. I know Medicare. they made it really confusing. Medicaid, Medicare. Two and I, I know one the other because we've talked about that, but this is about Medicare. And so people, my, I'm 62, so mm -hmm. I have till 65, but this is something I should be paying attention to because it's coming up faster than I think. Yeah. And honestly, folks under 65 uh, need to be paying attention to November 1st because that's when regular uh, marketplace health insurance renewal comes up, too. But tomorrow's the day when it comes to Medicare. So folks 65 or older uh, get a chance every year during a time called annual election period. Uh, it runs from October 15th to December 7th is when you can look at your Medicare Advantage plans and switch for the 2022 year. Uh, so your plan may have changed or there may be some things that you're eligible for. Uh, and there's actually some really uh, great plan changes that have happened with some, some of the insurance carriers in Lane County specifically that are um, really bringing them into a competitive spot with some names that you really know um, and trust around here. Well, that's good. Yeah, no, I, that's one of the reasons I'm really pushing. I one of them made a big change, and I was like, "That is going to actually make a big. A, that could be a game changer for some folks." So, um, um, I just put up, you guys. This is Tori's mom. Just put this up. I, it'll be on the page. But this is um, how you can get that money to them if you don't want to go through the GoFundMe. All right, perfect. So, Scott, what is the biggest thing that, like, what's the biggest mistake that people make? Um, is it trying to fill out the paperwork when there's, well, that's to me, if I know there's free help and somebody can get me through it, because it's, it's not easy to know it's, what's the best plan for you. Yeah. I mean, the, the plans may be this, a lot of them are, are similar. They have kind of, I call them nickel dimers for the differences of they may have this benefit or this benefit or, or a difference of cost here or there. Um, but everybody's individual, you know? And so really what I try to help folks do is I consider myself an educator and not a salesperson. If I can figure out what it is you need, Right. and put you in the best position for the plan that's going to meet your needs the best, then usually you're going to make a decision that works well for both of us. Um, and that's kind of the approach I take is an educational approach of showing the differences between the plans, giving someone the rundown of what's available, because there's a lot that could go into it. You know, what you might be eligible for as far as extra help or the Medicaid portion that you spoke about. Um, those those numbers change every year and so you may be eligible for something you weren't this last year for next year um you know so, so you it's, it's actually, really helpful to check you could actually you know how i think some of us just go in and just fill out that you could miss things that mm -hmm. you don't know that you, there's an actual benefit there that you don't know that you can have you know what i mean oh yeah i mean uh certain drugs uh you know insulin it's a big one out there you know they have certain plans that may be specific to a diabetic or they might be specific to someone who has a chronic heart disease condition um uh, the same thing with the disability question i see come up here um that's all on the medicare portion of things and it they work together 
Um, so someone who's on disability, they're going to want to look at that at the same time. Uh, and so their, their days are coming up tomorrow as well. Now, how long do people have like this period starts tomorrow, but where, when does it end? It, it goes till December 7th for the Medicare part. So the two different, so over 65 is from October 15th to December 7th. And then your plan starts on January 1st. Um, what they've done this coming year is for regular Obamacare or marketplace type enrollment. Um, there are some decent plans available locally. Uh, I can talk to you about that. Um, but the marketplace runs from November 1st. It used to run to December 15th, but it actually is going to run to January 15th. They extended it another month this year and they have dumped a bunch of money into that program. People who didn't qualify for what was called the, the subsidy to help them, the, the tax credits to help pay for their premium, um, they might qualify this year. They raised that. They've, they nearly doubled it for how much you could make on your income and still get help. It's a really, really, uh, it's surprising. The American Rescue Plan, like it or not, agree with it or not, has funded that system a bunch. There is a lot of help out there to help you do this. And you come to me to get help, uh, whether you get it or not from me, my, you know, whether you're in a good place or not, I will let you know exactly what you have if you're with a group or anything along those lines and set you up for the best roadmap to success for you, your family, or even your business. So where do people go for help? Megan wants to. So you can come to me, you can call me or text me at the number you see on the bottom of the screen. Um, you can find me on Google. Just search Little John Insurance or Scott Little John. I'm also a farmer's insurance agent, so I do home and auto stuff as well. So if you see Scott Little John Farmers, that's me too. Uh, but I have an office. I'm located in Eugene, right across the way from the Campbell Community Center by the Ferry Street Bridge. If you know where Cold Fire Brewing is, he's my uh, my neighbor across the way over in North Eugene. They're great people, but we're neighbors here at work too. I, I had to follow him, and I, so I rented a spot over here. Well, now I know where to meet, for, have our meeting. Oh yeah, no. If you you come by, we'll we'll do a we'll little business and pleasure. It'll be uh, it'll be it'll be a good time. It's on me. So. Scott, why do you 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 really like doing this, don't you? You know, I I do. I in this um, I you know I represent pretty much all the the insurance companies. So it's not about me driving you into one company or the or the other. It's about really figuring out what's going to work for you. Um, I don't think I've had. Uh, and, and showing you how it can work, how to best set yourself up, maybe to lower your deductible. There's ways how you apply matters. And you don't have to be an expert yourself when you have someone who's a free service. It doesn't cost you anything else or anything more to do it. Um, it's just they pay me uh, a, a very small commission when you sign up through me uh, and I get to be your guy. So you can either do it yourself through my website at littlejohninsurance.com. Um, or you can just come and make an appointment with me. We can do it via Zoom or do it in person. I'd love to see your smiling face uh, because I miss seeing people. And I think that we all kind of miss that connection still. Um, oh, yeah, there's Nicole. Yeah. So uh, I know the I know those guys. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, it's Kevin Bacon town around here. It's except minus the degrees. So we all know somebody who knows the next person. You know, That's we're all right. pretty well connected. Uh, and so the last thing I want to do is steer somebody down the wrong road because I will end up, you know, it won't go well when you, when you do things wrong. That's just not who you are either. So, you know, I just, you know, I've, I don't know. I, I'm so blessed. My God's been so good to me. My family, like Kim was talking about the four kids, my wife's awesome. Uh, I, I have a really small little business here. You know, it's just kind of me. I'm a one man show right now. And, but I'm just so grateful. It's really feels good to be able to help people understand something that uh, can be complicated and break it down in a way that that is simplified and people walk out feeling like there's a weight off their back i, I really genuinely feel that when they're done with their appointments that they feel like we, we figured this out and they really i they hate that time them. of year when i worked at kzi and you had to go <clears throat> do your insurance you felt like oh god here i go oh yeah it's no fun i mean it's check this bus check this or this you know i i actually I take pride in sitting down and you know everybody's different you may not need a high deduct, you know, you may want the, the, just the catastrophe type plan, you know, right. but I'll, I'll show you what's out there and I'm happy to do it. Scott, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for helping sponsor our show and uh, being one of our many great sponsors that we have. <laughs> and uh, I'm glad you got to be a part of this show. That was, that was some powerful stuff tonight. Um, you know, me too. This has been, um, 
I, you know, we, I did this last year. I really enjoyed it, Rick. I'm in personally and professionally. I'm really excited for you and what you're doing out there in our community and the voice that you have for a lot of people who don't have that voice for themselves right now and feel like it's not okay to, to do it. Um, you know, be brave, keep doing it for all of us and we will follow suit. We, uh, we really uh, appreciate your, your contribution. So best of luck and thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. All right, Scott. Thank you. All we'll right. See you, in, we'll see you next month. Sounds great. Here goes my train. Did you hear that on your side? I, I love it. Love it. <laughs> Scott's just a, he's just like on the other side of the tracks for me. So we both get that train noise. Um, <clears throat> wow. You guys, um, I, I hope you, um, God, I hope you felt something tonight. Um, you know, that there are people like Betsy Johnson doing things differently. I'm so excited. I know I'm leaving for Montana, but I am, I'm so happy for Oregon because I will fight for her and you, uh, no matter where I live. Uh, cause this was my home and she gives you, I will support that woman no matter what. Um, so that gives me great hope. Um, also it'd be nice to get the, the, Attorney General to be looking at these uh, the COVID numbers and see what's going on out there. Um, that would be awesome. Um, Tori, I hope that a lot of you guys uh, get out there and really help her, um, help her and her family. It's really easy to feel bad, and it's, but it's, it's a lot harder to actually do something because um, when, you, when we're a community, that means it's an action word. And if we love, that's an action word. And so we have to be involved um, you can't just read the article and then turn your head and go, gosh, that poor family and walk away. Um, that's not being involved. Um, Kim, thank you for your advance. I love having you on the show. And Scott, thanks for the Medicare advice. I mean, that's that's what we need to be doing. So um, Fridays, we don't have a show. But next week, I've got a whole lineup of people. Um, I have a I have a, a woman who works in real estate and she's talking about evictions. And how this this uh, Governor Brown's not allowing anyone to be evicted. And I know some of you feel like that's so horrible. But from the land property owner's point of view, we're going to get that point of view. Because all we ever hear is the other point of view. Now we're going to get the property owner's point of view. And then uh, Priority One will be with us on Tuesday. And we're going to be doing the, uh, the pink campaign for the American Cancer Society. A bunch of guys mad enough to wear pink are going to be uh, doing like a little telethon. And we'll, we'll tell you more about that next week. And then we have, um, remember Jennifer Winters from KVAL-TV? She was the main anchor with David Walker for many years. David just recently passed away. Jennifer's gonna join us on, uh, on Wednesday next week to talk about life afterwards. We're also gonna obviously talk a lot about David Walker too, since he, is, he passed away. And then on, the Thursday, uh, Derek Roser with Roser Real Estate will be taking us out to Herrick Farms um, and that pumpkin contest that we had. So we got a lot of things planned for you next week. And that's just what we have now. Um, three of those stories today just popped out of nowhere. And that's how we do things here. Um, the stuff that you don't see. So also, I am now on Rockfin. Um, share, if you would share this on your page because Facebook's being snarly and, um, and throttling me back a little bit. Um, they don't like everything we talk about. And also YouTube does the same thing. So we're starting our new account over on Rockfin. And if you go over there, something on my page, you can just go over and sign up. Doesn't cost you anything. You just sign up and then you'll see these um, the next day. I'll put these on that page over there. All right. I'm Rick Dancer. I got to go because this has to be under an hour or it doesn't fit on Instagram. I know. Those are the big concerns in my life. <laughs> Have a good night. We'll see you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend and be nice to people.